Each Weekend Birder episode begins with an acknowledgement of country. I do this to show the respect that I have for Australia's First Peoples. Country is a word often used by Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples to describe the lands, waterways and seas to which they are connected. The term contains complex ideas about law, place, custom, language, spiritual belief, cultural practice, material sustenance, family and identity. This episode was recorded on the country of the Wurundjeri people, and I would like to pay my respect to them and to their elders past and present. Welcome to Weekend Birder. I'm your host, Kirsty Costa. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. This podcast shares the stories and advice of bird watchers and other people who love wild birds. One of the many things that I love about bird watching is how accessible it is to people of different ages. Out in nature and through my work as a teacher, I've had the privilege of meeting many young people who are keen bird watchers and conservationists. One of these young people is Luke Eaton. Luke is 16 years old and passionate about birds and other wildlife. Here is how it all began for Luke. I first developed my interest in birds when I was really, really young. And at our local library, there was always this one book called Know Your Birds by Louise Eckerton. I would just keep borrowing that book and would always be searching out what's in it and trying to find whatever bird I see out in the backyard or when I'm on a walk. And I just wanted to always find it. And it got to the point that I was re-borrowing it so much that I ended up getting it for a Christmas present. Yeah, that was definitely the start of my birdwatching journey and even just getting into wildlife. I just love, love it from that. I'll put a link to the book that Luke is talking about, Know Your Birds, in the show notes. It's got a lot of photos and it's great for kids and beginners. Here's what Luke has discovered that he loves most about birdwatching. I just love the tranquility and just being able to watch them, like watch the amazing birds in their natural habitat, learning from experience, seeing what they do what their behaviours are, and just getting to learn, like, different to, like, looking at the different types of birds. Uh, one amazing fact that I've been able to learn is from outside, there used to be heaps of gang-gang cockatoos that would land. And I was always noticed that they would eat with their left foot. They wouldn't eat with their right. I got to learn that all parrots are left-handed. I think that's one of my favourite parts of bird watching is just really getting to notice and analyse and watch and observe the birds and the little interesting quirks as well as just getting to see their beauty, because birds are just so pretty. Each and every species, and even each and every bird, is so different. Different colours, sizes, beak shapes, and I think that's just such an amazing part of wildlife in itself, but it's one of those reasons I really love to get to watch these birds. One of Luke's favourite places to go birdwatching is Blackburn Lake Sanctuary in the east of Melbourne on Wurundjeri Country. I'd love to go there, like, just get to sit by a lake and watch heaps of different birds. Like, I've seen king parrots, cockatoos, gang-gang cockatoos to be specific, kookaburras, magpies, like there's so many different birds then. It's a little bit of a oasis in suburbia for me, like in the middle of suburbia there's this, this amazing lake and sanctuary. Also there's this bike path called the Pipeline which I love going down because it's where I get to see one of my favourite birds, the yellow-tailed black cockatoo. And like they're not really a very common bird you get to see. There's just been times which caught me completely by surprise. I've just been riding down and there's this one tree that if I get lucky, I can see them in. Yeah, it's this place where to get to see such a almost not rare, rare, but 
in a way rare to me. I don't get to see them much, but I think that's really made it a highlight of a place to go watch birds. One of Luke's birdwatching highlights was seeing a red-tailed black cockatoo in the wild. Listen to episode 28 with Richard Hill to learn more about this species. There are five other species of black cockatoo in Australia, the forest red-tailed, Bordens, Carnabies, Glossy and the yellow-tailed. Luke just mentioned the yellow-tailed black cockatoos that live at Blackburn Lake. This species can be found in southeastern Australia from south and central Queensland down to the Eyre Peninsula in South Australia. It is one of the largest cockatoos with a size range of 55 to 65 centimetres. It's easily identifiable as it's covered in black feathers except for this very cute yellow cheek patch and also yellow panels on its tail. Here's how to tell the male and female apart. The female has a larger yellow cheek patch, a pale grey eye ring, white upper bill and black marks in the yellow tail panels. The male has a pink eye ring, grey black upper bill and no black marks on its yellow tail panels. This cockatoo's sharp curved beak can slice through three centimetre thick branches to find its favourite grubs under the bark. It also loves to feed on banksia cones and common pine cones. Besides its appearance, the yellow-tailed black cockatoo has a very distinctive flight pattern with deep and slow wing beats that make its body bounce a bit in the air as it flies. I often hear its call before I see it flying overhead. That recording was by Mark Anderson. Another place that Luke likes to go birdwatching is Wilson's Promontory National Park. The prom is a significant place for the Boonwurrung, Bunurong and Gunakunai traditional owner groups. They know it as Yuruk, Wamoon or Wamoom. This national park is three hours drive from Melbourne on the southernmost tip of mainland Australia. Its sandy beaches, coastal bushlands and craggy mountains are home to an abundance of birds. Down at Wilson's Prom, I think it's... That's the best place. You got so much wildlife. You get to see kookaburras, cockatoos, lots of coastal birds as well. So you got all like albatrosses, seagulls. And I think Wilson's Prom, not only for its natural beauty and its landscapes, but it has so much wildlife. And whenever I go down to the prom, whether it be for a hike or just a camp or even just like a day trip, I love just being able to see the birds. At the information desk, that you can get given a checklist of all the birds that, that have been sighted at the prom. And I think one of my favorite activities to do is go looking for birds and ticking them off like I did with Know Your Birds. And it, it feels like an achievement going out and looking for all these amazing birds. And like Wilson's Prom just a place with such incredible biodiversity that it's just amazing. to You can just sit down and see about 10 species in 10 minutes easily. I spent a lot of my childhood at the prom, and it's a place that's also close to my heart. Waking up to the sound of kookaburras while sleeping in my grandparents' caravan will forever be imprinted on my memory. Maybe because also I was slightly petrified by the sound. Luke has a lot of childhood memories of birds as well. This in part has led him to become a young environmental advocate and leader in Victoria. His leadership story started when he was eight years old. It all started when I was eight and I noticed a campaign at Zoo Victoria called Don't Palm Us Off. And it was about the orangutans and trying to get sustainable palm oil labelling. And this really resonated with me because orangutans are one of my favourite animals. So I decided why not go start my own petition. So I went around at school getting signatures at the local basketball stadium. Wherever I could, I'd get signatures and I racked up around a thousand of them. 
And then from there, I've just continued on with different conservation projects. Luke has featured on the news, been in the newspaper, and has co-hosted youth radio shows about wildlife. You might recall Geraldine Hickey sharing her first sighting of the orange-bellied parrot in episode 46, or Jenny Gray talking about its conservation in episode 52. Through his family's visits to the zoo, this bird has also captured Luke's interest and has made him think about more local species. I've been a part of the conservation project for the OBP, the Orange Bellied Parrot, which was a bake sale combined with selling some badges, which was just a way of raising awareness at my school, trying to raise awareness whilst also raising funds which I could donate towards helping save such an amazing bird. Like the actually parrots are such an interesting story how they migrate on the two migratory parrots in the world and how it's just they're struggling so much. Hearing about how they pretty much go missing on the flight from Melbourne to Tasmania. It's just like, I just want to help them. I want to, I want to make sure they make it. They go on their, their holiday safe. And I think that's one of the reasons I really wanted to start trying to do conservation, not just for exotic animals like the orangutan, but for animals that are really close to home. I also sort of feel like I wanted to make sure that animals close to me, close to our house, animals I reckon I could see, see the impact happen. I think that's one of the reasons I started there. Uh, the other one that I've done that wasn't just with birds, but it was definitely involved was the 2019-20 bushfires. I did another bake sale and selling different little badges and t-shirts. I tried to do that to provide funds as much as I could for the emergency fund because I just knew that it was terrible what was happening up around Malakuda and around that area with all the fires and even beyond up into New South Wales and Queensland. And like, I really wanted to be able to protect the billions of animals that weren't harmed. I just wanted to help with the vet care. We're like just trying to get these funds to protect these animals. Luke says that he feels hopeful about the future survival of birds and other wildlife because he's met lots of adults and young people who really care. There's so many of us, like I've got to meet so many amazing people that are my age that have really been able to help me like regain belief in how it's not just all the experts that are going to be out in the field helping but we all want to help animals like and I think being able to meet such amazing people who are like-minded that I think it's having always a support network where we can all feel like we can help out it's not just the experts it's us youth which is just amazing to see how there's other people out there that share my passion, share my belief in trying to help bring a voice to the endangered animals and trying to help save them. It's not just my involvement in all the youth committees and groups I've been a part of that gives me hope. It's just seeing all the amazing people like you, Kirsty, who are doing different things like your podcast and just trying to raise awareness for species. All the incredible people I've listened to on this podcast, and I know there'll be so many more people out there that do such amazing work protecting bird species, protecting animal species, protecting even floral, like floral species. You've got trees and flower, like just knowing that there are such amazing people out there willing to sacrifice time to save animals, bring species back from extinction. Gives me so much hope that there are just good people out there, people that want to do the right thing by the environment. It's not just me. It's not just the people I meet through my travels, my what I've done through conservation. It's, I just know that there are other people out there who would share the same passion and ideas as me. Uh, just want to bring a voice to animals, be, be the voice for them, try to bring them back from the brink of extinction. If you have kids in your life and you'd like to get them interested in birdwatching, 
Luke has two pieces of advice for you. Get them outside and connect their personal interests with birds. I reckon the first one will be start early. For me, I've been around wildlife my whole life and I think the amount of time I've been able to spend building a connection with wildlife, I think that that's really helped me develop that interest and a passion and love for wildlife, which has then brought out to me doing all my conservation projects. If you want to really get them into it early, go on walks, point out wildlife. And I think the most important part is to find a connection with animals. And once you, like, once a child or even an adult builds a connection with at least one species, one animal like in the wild, I think that that's when you start to build interest, start to want to learn about animals. And then that can just be a waterfall effect to learning about what, from learning about one animal to then going on, I want to learn more about their predators. I want to learn more about the animals that share their ecosystem. And then I think, I reckon if you start early and just keep a broad horizon for where you want to go, what you want to do with keeping that interest, I think you've started to build a great connection. But then, yeah, I think that branches into my other little bit of advice. If you've got a kid even around my age but that wants to get interested in animals, just do, do the little things. Like do the same things as you would starting early. Just try to get them interested. Do little things around wildlife. Go to the zoo. Go wildlife spotting. Go take photos. That's one of the things that I haven't even talked about but I love is taking photos of animals. There's so many different things that you can do build a connection with animals and I think all you gotta do is find a common interest that you can share with animals like painting story writing I think there's so much that you can do but yeah just I think the main thing will be finding a common interest with animals especially if you've got an older kid my dad and I both really love photography and like I especially recently I've really started getting into it and I think photography is a great way to capture the beauty for just like that one moment of a bird or of any animal being able to capture the, some moments, capture some beauty of the animals is a really great memory to keep saved in your, in your SD card or, as I would say, in your head. Many thanks to Luke for sharing his big heart and big smarts with us. Stay tuned as future Weekend Better episodes will feature more young birdwatchers. You're also welcome to get in touch if you know a young person who would like to be on the show. Hey, if you are hosting or looking for a birdwatching event in 2024, check out the Weekend Birder website. I've just updated a page that lists birdwatching groups around Australia as well as festivals and other events. A link to this page is in the show notes and there's a form you can complete if you have an event that you'd like to promote. In the next episode, we're going to meet one of the organisers of the Bruni Island Bird Festival, which is happening in March. Speak to you then.